is the word everyone's been using about the Wales World Cup training camp. Let's hear much more about it in the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Prop Thomas Francis compared this World Cup training camp with four years ago. This time we're going to be a bit more rugby focused now. We'll be banged out a week of conditioning and then now bit more rugby with conditioning. Matt Silver takes over as head coach for RGC in North Wales with high expectations about the team's hopes. Play a fantastic brand of rugby. They score a lot of tries. So they're certainly a force to be reckoned with. You know, we just need to fine-tune it. I think they'll be a fantastic team for next season. Well, remember, the referees at this World Cup, they'll be under a little more pressure. You know, years ago, you make a mistake as a referee and people would accept that only humans are making mistakes. But now, because of technology, they expect you not to make those mistakes. Incomparable Nigel Owens, of course, with the added pressures of technology. But we'll start with the Wales World Cup training camp out in the Alps. We'll hear from a few of the players shortly, but first, some of the thinking behind it all from forwards coach Robin McBride. Just learning the lessons from four years ago and having the experience of uh, being involved in 2011 as well, you know, coaches and players. Yeah, it's been a little bit more rugby, so a little bit more hands-on. How impressed have you been by the condition of the lads? We're further ahead than what we were volume-wise four years ago um, when you compare the, the stats. So again, you know, that's something positive again. What were the learnings from four years ago? Was it just to get the rugby in a bit earlier, perhaps? Yeah, that was one of the things, yeah. You can talk to the conditioners with regards to other uh, focus areas. But uh, it's been good. I mean, you know, the boys have come in in better nick this time around, I think, as well. Competition for places is, is very keen. We've sat down with each group position-wise, you know, front row, second row, back row, throughout the team. So they know exactly where they stand uh, with regards to the mix of the squad we're looking to take in, the final squad of the 31. And because of that, I think the, there's a bit more edge uh, in everything that we do. What's been the sort of the mantra or something that you're trying to drill into the players on this camp? That's obviously one of the mantras that we've had all the way along since Warren's been involved is nobody's going to work harder than us. And, um, you know, that mantra's worked for us and, uh, you know, that's not going to change. So uh, I know we're having a bit of hot weather here as well as the altitude. Um, but we've got a training camp in Turkey as well. So, yeah, he's been able to live in that environment, really. And, uh, you know, there's one or two things from a rugby point of view uh, that we'll work on a bit further on, learning from uh, lessons in the Six Nations as well. Seen a few boys sort of train, having their own different training schedules. Is it just a case of managing where they are fitness-wise and you know, different things like that? Yeah, a little bit. You know, not everybody's finished the season at the same time. Yeah, it's just been smart with the guys of those players, really. And, uh, you know, they're working so hard as well. Um, you know, in fairness to the medical team, um, you know, everybody's got an individualised programme, um, which means it, it makes it awkward sometimes from a rugby point of view because not everybody's in the same place at the same time. But like I said, we're a bit further down that road this, this time around. Nice to see Falotel back out in the middle taking contact. That, that must be pleasing to see. Yeah, definitely. He's been out for a while, Toby, so it'll take a while for him to get back up to speed. But no, it's great to see him, you know, and he's got that talent, just natural skills with regards to his running lines and his ball handling, etc., so a uh, little bit more work on the fitness side of things and he would be playing. The squad training has also seen the welcome return of number eight Tolupe Falatau from a double arm injury. It wasn't meant to be easy out here. It's uh, good to be in amongst these boys again and, uh, and training along with them, but i um, been enjoying it. So can you just describe to us what happened with your arm? Was it October was the first one? October the first one. I was out for a little while then and then played my first game in January against Wasps and I uh, did it again in that game. The same arm, right. and it was the same break as well, so we went underneath and hopefully this time around. I haven't actually played a game yet, but did a bit of contact and yeah. stuff around here and it's holding up okay so far. So 
Yeah. So what was the procedure the second time? The same again. He, he actually put another another plate um, on the other side as well. Right. This is to hopefully strengthen it and do the job this time around. Well, we not look back at it and point fingers <laughs> and whatnot. So I'm just hoping it's this time around is um, it's solid enough. How frustrating has it been not being able to play a game for six months or so? Oh, it is. It is. Um, obviously, back at Bath, played the first couple of games of the season and first time round, and then. I think it's more frustrating the second time around because I was hoping to have a run into the, the rest of the season to play some rugby, but it just wasn't meant to be. But hopefully get some training done here and, and the arm is okay and hopefully I can play again soon. And obviously watching the guys doing well as winning the Six Nations yeah. as well. No, it's, it's awesome for them. They're a group that's are done a lot of good in the, in the last year or so. And uh, I'm sure they'll take that confidence into the next couple of games coming ahead. Does it feel different now, sort of almost having to earn your place back in the team back? Yes, it is, 100%. It is that. There's a lot of hard work. Everybody's doing the same thing. So, yeah, everybody's putting their hand up to play these games coming up. What are you like as a watcher to talk about the Six Nations? Are you a frustrated watcher uh, when you watch your teammates play? Actually, yes. The build-up to games, I'm like, oh, I wish it could be a part of that or at least be around or some sort of stuff like that. But um, once the game is going, I'm, I'm okay. Has the break sort of given you the drive to go again and make that work? Yes, I think, I think it has. I didn't realise at the time, but um, yes, being away from, from playing rugby for that amount of time, you kind of um, hunger's there more, I guess. You're doing it year on, year out. It's taken for granted at the time. So now uh, this time around, hopefully I can uh, be on the pitch longer than last time anyway. Prop Thomas Francis had this description of how it's been. Tough. Obviously, I started a bit late with the final, so yeah, of course. yeah, there was no reason in for me. It was straight into a, <laughs> yeah. a tough end. So, were you here four years ago? Yeah, that was my first ever camp. So, that, so how does that compare? Yeah, it's, it's nice because you know what, what it's about here. You know yeah. the schedule. You know facilities, and you know what the sessions are going to be. Really, this time we're going to be a bit more rugby focused. Now we've been banged out a week of conditioning, and then now a bit more rugby with conditioning. So, what do you remember of that? Camp four years ago as your first one was it a bit of a shock to the system coming into yeah. a yeah. test match sort of environment. Luckily I had a week in the Six Nations before to sort yeah. of get to know the boys and then out here you just you just got to try and get used to it, haven't you? It's a bit when you're first in camp you're trying to make that impression, you're trying to make the impression you've got to try and keep up and, and figure out figure where you stand. How far do you think you've come in terms of your fitness since since that first camp? Me personally? Yeah, uh, yeah. A long way, but the games the game's gone at the same pace. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm fitter, but the game, everyone else is fitter and stronger, so it's where the game's gone, isn't it? Everyone's bigger specimens of blokes now. Yeah, but do you think your game's developed as well? Since obviously, uh, four years in the Wales system now, I must have come on leaps and bounds. Yeah, 100%. Set piece is still bread and butter for a prop, yeah. and if you can't do that, then you're probably not going to play, but you've got to be able to do so much more now. And every different tight has got their different different strength. And as Kat says, you've got to have your point of difference. And whatever that is, you've got to be the best out of the tight ends at that. So. What sort of conversations have you been having with the, with the coaching staff in terms of things that they've asked you to, to work on? And do you feel like you've been able to deliver on that in the last sort of few campaigns? Yeah, obviously a tight end's role has changed and there's a lot more work in defence. You've got to be a nose at the breakdowns. You've got to hit your rocks. You've got to carry. You've got to do everything now. But as I said at the start, your bread and butter is set piece. If... If you're not know the line out and solid in the scrum, you, you're going to struggle, really. Been around the squad now probably for four years. In between, everyone, everyone's had a bit of game time. Everyone's had, had their chance and yeah, it's driving the standard up. Everyone's trying to improve each other. The, the camp is about making everyone better now. You've got to make a squad and, and that's what we're going for. When you look back at yourself when you came into, into the environment, go back four years ago, where have you come on? And 
Well, I, I was just too heavy, so I lost a lot of weight and it probably wasn't all bad weight I lost. I probably lost some muscle just to get down to, yeah. to fitness level I needed to be and didn't benefit my scrimmaging and my set piece. It's probably taken me four years to get back to that weight, yeah. but changed the composition of my body. Being able to get around the field, and, and does that mean looking to get the ball in your hands more? And get like uh, it depends who's playing. If, if there's better carriers out there, I'll, I'll be around them and yeah. I'll carry if it goes to me, but everyone's got their role in the team and... Obviously, if Robert wants to carry, I'll be on the shoulder, but I'm working my carrying. I work on my jackling, defensive work, tackling. You've got to have the whole game now. You can't just be a set-piece man. Yeah. Well, hooker Ryan Elias knows it's all about competition. Tough is understatement. To be fair, I'd heard about how hard you know, the Welsh camps, particularly you know, World Cup camps, have been since I was a kid growing up because, obviously, I was real young when Gats was in charge, first of all. So um, I've always been told about how hard they are and to be fair, they haven't disappointed, so, yeah. <laughs> Spending a lot of time together in each other's pockets, getting to know all the lads properly. Yeah, well, it's been good. You know, considering there's not a great deal to do up on the mountain, we're all real good mates, you know, best mates. But you've you got to be, if you want to be able to push on in big competitions like this, you've got to be, be able to live with each other, eat with each other, do everything with each other. Yeah, yeah. So, no, it's been good. Two weeks is a long time. Missing the dog and the missus. <laughs> no, I should say the missus and the dog. She won't, she, she won't be happy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's been good. You know, here, as Gats had uh, alluded to before, you know, it's such a long sort of camp. You've got a lot of time to be put your best foot forward. So um, I've just been pushing hard, you know, every session. Obviously, you know, I don't want to be third choice. You know, I'd want to be pushing second choice, first choice, you know. I want to just keep, you know, putting that pressure on and it's only better for the whole squad, you know. But obviously, as a hooker, you're bread and butter as the throwing in and the scrummaging. So anything else is uh, a bonus. Yeah, I just like to work hard, you know, get my hands on the ball. When you're in those sort of dark places, what, what's the motivating factor behind you driving, driving you on? <laughs> yeah, you are, to be fair, in some dark places. I don't know, personally, it's the case that I want to be pushing for first choice, you know, second choice, and really I want to make Japan. Like So it's a huge thing to be selected in the World Cup, so that's ultimately what I'm thinking when I'm going on to the... You know, to the last bit, you know, them Haney Mullers that Warren loves, uh, as you just seen us finish there. Um, yeah, I, I guess that's what really drives me. And obviously, it's a thing of wanting to win a World Cup, but obviously I want to get there first, so. How much harder um, uh, compared to a club pre-season camp is this game? I'd say not far off twice as hard, you know. I'm still quite young and there's a few boys that have done two, three World Cup camps. Even them boys are saying these are some of the toughest sessions they've ever done. So, you know, I'm going to the well every session pretty much. It's just one of the things you've got to do. I'd say it's, yeah, it's up there probably twice as hard. You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. So certainly the word tough was heard fairly regularly in those interviews. Hopefully it'll be a little bit easier in an interesting job change for Matt Silver, taking over as head coach and academy skills coach in North Wales with RGC. He spoke to Liz Jones. Matt, how does that feel? A new challenge for you coming up to RGC? I'm really excited about it. It's a fantastic uh, new challenge for me, moving up to a different uh, culture and different environment as well. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, looking forward to getting to know the uh, the people of North Wales, and you know, working closely with the younger developing players and the senior players at the RGC 1404. What have you gleaned so far? Well, obviously you've played against RGC as Bridgend coach. What are your impressions since coming up here? 
they're a very good side, you know, there's there's a lot of experience in the side as well, there's a lot of promising youngsters coming through, but on the whole they play a fantastic brand of rugby, they score a lot of tries, they more or less had a bonus point in nearly every game last year, and even the games they lost, they came within a scoring bonus point, so they're certainly a force to be reckoned with, you know, we just need to fine-tune it, we need to strengthen a few positions, and I think they'll be a fantastic team for next season. What do you think you can add to the side? I just think we can add, making it a bit more player-led and, um, you know, getting the players to express themselves on the field, going up and enjoying themselves and maybe not feeling the pressure so much. They're an established team now and, um, you know, they've been under a lot of pressure the past few years. That season was a big season, you know, finishing ninth. They'll be disappointed with that and they'll, they'll want to improve on that. So, looking forward, it's all good and it's positive and, you know, I've met a few of the boys this morning, a few of the youngsters and, you know, they look happy that I'm here. So, 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 so that's a step in the right direction. And you've got high ambitions for the side yeah with the facilities they've got and the, the support structure in place you'd expect this side with how talented they are and how committed they are to be looking at a top six finish to get in the in the super six tournament next year against the scottish teams that's a goal we can put in place early doors don't think it's beyond us i don't think it's unrealistic we just need to challenge ourselves a little bit now in the right areas and push on Player and coach development has always been important to you and that's now an element of your role here. Yeah, it's a job I enjoy most really is, is player development and more recently coach development. You know, we are developing the players in the region, they are moving on to bigger and better things. But you no, know, the next challenge for me now is Phil John is finishing in the near future, um, unfortunately. I'm hoping now to unearth a, a coach up north and work with them and develop them. And in, in the not so distant future, you know, we're, we're open to, to leave them as self sufficient with their own coaches in place and developing their own players. What's well, Perry thought for the referees in this World Cup? Nigel Owens has been speaking to Graham Gillespie. It's got bigger and better since the first occasion. The spotlight is now on the officials even more than ever before. Does that place extra pressure on you guys? It does, and that's why I think it's important that we have you know, that team ethos of working together because you, you can't referee a test match on your own anymore. You need two assistant referees to make the calls that you just can't see, and the TMO as well. And plus, you know, when you're out in that moment and the pressure's on you and you're making a decision under that pressure and for whatever reason... The pictures you were seeing is is not right or you're going to give a decision which is not the right one or not the best one, then you need that team around you to say, no, no, hang on now, you know, have, have a look at this again, look what happened here. So it's hugely important because there's huge pressure on you and you're being scrutinised now, particularly with technologies because, you know, years ago you make a mistake as a referee and people would accept that they're only humans and make mistakes. Well, now, because of technology... They expect you not to make those mistakes. And in one sense, they're quite right, because there are some mistakes we make now, which we, you think, well, we shouldn't be making those, you know, because we've had the opportunity to get it right, but we still do make them. So that team ethos is hugely important to that. So the pressure on you now, uh, although technology on the most has benefited officiating, I believe, and benefited the game, it also has brought added pressure and also bought occasions when it's not used correctly it has brought that sort of controversial issues to the fore really so between now and then what happens in regards to your personal preparation for the world cup training and everything get a bit of downtime then hopefully sort of towards the the end of the season for a couple of weeks not much because then you need to be back in training because i think the rugby championship starts sort of middle of july i think so wait to see what involvement i have if any in that and then you'll have the friendlies in august and then you're out to japan so the downtime at the end of this season is going to be very limited really so to use that wisely and prepare 
you know, that you're self-fit, but also as well making sure that you rest as well and getting your body in sort of, when you're going into the World Cup, that you were going into it in peak performance mode, really, you know, mentally and physically as well. And so that'll be the goal now for the next sort of three or four months. And, um, you know, I have to try and... Uh, keep the kilos off because uh, I, I love my food so I'm going to have to eat wisely now and I'm on a diet, I've lost a couple of kilos the last um, few weeks and months already so it's just ongoing now for the next few months at least. A couple of years ago I asked you a certain question and you laughed at me then about the first referee to become a 100 caps, you're inching ever closer to that now aren't you? Yeah, do you know, I, I honestly am not thinking of it, oh, to be honest. On. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm quite aware when you go into games, people ask you, oh, you know, how many games you refereed now? And you, I, think, I think it's 87 or 88, or, and people will mention it. So, yeah, I'm quite aware of it, but uh, look, no, look. Hey, my next game could be my last. As long as I'm refereeing well and, and enjoying it and I'm able to put the performances on the field, then, then I hope to continue to do so. But there'll, there'll come a time where I won't be able to do that and you know, I'll sit down with, with Rollers and, and a few people and, and have that conversation. Uh, but hopefully, you know, as, as long as I'm refereeing well and I'm good enough and, and I'm able to put the performances on the field, then I'm going to continue enjoying it, hopefully. Um, but it will come to an end at some stage. and. But it'll come to the end at the right time, I hope, you know, not uh, before and, and not after it's become too late. And remind us again, how many is it? I think it's 87, I think. I think the next one will be 88, I think. Yeah, it's, um, it's like playing bingo, it? Two, two fat ladies, 88. <laughs> House. <laughs> All the best. Cheers, bud. Cheers, pleasure. If he represents one end of the refereeing cycle, someone coming through the system is Adam Jones, three times voted the Premiership Referee of the Season. No, it's nice to be recognised by uh, coaches, you know, it means um, more than anything really, you know, it's been a good hard premiership league this season I think and um, the standards definitely improved year on year that I've been involved in it and with the relegation um, it's just added that extra bit of spice I think to the competition. Now this time last year we were talking to you and yeah, you had a few international opportunities coming up. Just talk us through what the last 12 months have been like for you. Um, yeah, so pretty much straight after this I went to the Sevens World Cup in San Francisco which was a great uh, experience to be um, involved in a World Cup at such a young age. And then I went on to do my first Tier 2 International Spain versus Romania in Madrid which was once again a great experience in front of um, a very big crowd in Madrid and uh, lots of pressure which Spain actually won in the last play. So it was um, another stepping stone so hopefully things just carry on going as they are. So that over the summer and then back into the swing in Welsh rugby, how's that been? No, it's been good. Um, I haven't had much of a break the past three years and it's not going to have much of one this season. So um, I think we knew at the start of the season as a group of referees that it was going to be very tough because it, we thought it was going to come down to the last game, which it did. I think with that relegation, as I said, it's just added that extra bit to it. The teams towards the bottom were fighting for their lives and the teams got to the top. You know, they were still Mirtha, Cardiff, Pontypreeth. And every, we're all going for the win, so it made any game we did was something on it, which made it really nice. Was there a greater edge to everything? Because previous years there was no relegation, they could maybe afford to let things slip a bit, but this time they were fighting all the way through and towards the end of the season, literally fighting for their futures. Yeah, I think um, I completely agree with you. I know in a couple of years ago we trialled in the Welsh Premiership six points and for the try and two points for a penalty, which meant teams were throwing the ball around and just wanting to score tries for fun. But now with that relegation there, it meant teams had to go for the win more than ever before and there was a lot more closer games, I think. You know, the forwards wanted to get stuck into each other a lot more and I think the defence was a lot better this year as well, so it was um, definitely a hard uh, tournament to referee in. So you said you weren't going to get much rest. Uh, just uh, describe what's coming up this summer for you. Biarritz for the last leg of the uh, sevens. A women's World Series, and then off to Poland. Then I got two weeks in South Africa on the 15th. So, oh, it's um, 
being young still it's nice and exciting for me to go to all these different places um, and you know you never get tired of going there it's always a pleasure to be invited to these tournaments and fingers crossed it uh, just carries on. Do you feel these opportunities keep building presumably going on to the next level is the ambition? Yeah that's um, my aim in the long term is to hopefully get a Pro 14 game and see how that goes then because that would be the next step after the, the Premiership that'll be another massive stepper compared to the Premiership you've got to start again then you're the new boy on the block and that's how you in the living really so yeah I'm really looking forward to it hopefully in the next couple of years. We talk to players who are looking at the World Cup period when the internationals are away as an opportunity to maybe get more regional action does the same apply to referees? Yeah, I think, you know, we take what games we get, you know, we never complain about them. But, yeah, you look at those who are windows of opportunity and I think at the end of the day that's what they are, real big opportunities and you've got to take each and every one of them because, you know, if you perform well in it, then hopefully that's a stepping stone. But if you don't perform well in it, back to step one and you've got to build yourself up again. So we're just like players, you know, we have good days, we have bad days, but hopefully the good days outweigh the bad days. <laughs> Great, well, three times in a row for this award, so congratulations for that and moving forward. Thank you very much. Thank you. So plenty of World Cup build-up to come in the future weeks of the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. But until next week, goodbye.